Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. This is like catching a big brown trout on the White River. I've always wanted this. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Green angles right, got a hole across midfield. A.J. at the 40, down the sidelines at the 30. He's got a chance to go. He's going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Arkansas. Satania trying to get to midfield. He's across the 50. He's got a chance to go. Isaiah at the 20, the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas. A 53-yard punt, an 87-yard return, and there you have it. Well, things look pretty good then. You're up 14 to nothing. Not even four minutes are gone in the game. Seemed like it might be a cakewalk for the Razorbacks on Saturday night. But as we all know, it didn't turn out that way. It's a long game. BYU came back. It was a seesaw battle. And the Razorbacks lost 38 to 31. And it's, uh, it's not what people expected. I think that's the biggest takeaway that I have. Uh, in the aftermath of all this. My sense today, and I may be wrong, but my sense today is people aren't really sure what to think. Um, You know, I think a lot of people, when the game ends, you're angry. And then you go through a process over the weekend where you come down a little bit. I think people on the drive home, for example, if you drove to Fayetteville from a different part of Arkansas, there was probably some anger during the first part of the drive home. And then it, I'm going to guess, I'm going to hope anyway, began to subside along the way. And uh, before you got in, you maybe not put the whole thing to bed, but you weren't as mad as you were before. But I really do think that most Arkansas fans today thought this team was going to be better than they have been so far would be probably the most accurate way to say it. Maybe not as good as they're going to be, but not as good as they've been so far. This was a game Razorback fans expected to win. The games that you lose that bring the most negative reaction are the ones that people expected you to win going into them. And this was one of those games. So what got BYU back into it? That's one of the things I want to talk about as we begin on the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. It's a new week. It's being presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. When Arkansas had the lead, it was 14 to nothing. When you look back on it and really kind of break it down, the thing that got BYU back in the game was field position. There were a couple of bad punts, and there was a stretch there where BYU had three straight possessions. They started outside their 40-yard line in their own territory twice and in plus territory in Arkansas territory once. You know, when you get someone down 14 to nothing, the last thing in the world you want to do is give them good field position. I'll draw a baseball analogy. When your team scores three runs in an inning, the last thing you want is a leadoff walk. And I think what Arkansas did, they got that lead, and then suddenly they gave BYU short fields on three straight possessions. And that, to me, got BYU in the freewheeling zone. 
You know, we saw him score on that backward pass. Uh, the field position is what allowed him to dial up that play. And um, that was a big play in the game. That was a momentum play. There were a lot of momentum plays. People focus on the fourth down plays, and I get that. Those were certainly, certainly momentum plays. But all night, all night, I thought BYU's defense was formidable. I know Arkansas put up yards and scored 31 points, and that's not a bad night. Most nights, 31 points is enough to win you the game. But I thought what Sam Pittman had to say after the game was interesting. It wasn't a blitz fest. They pounded gaps when we was trying to run the football. They whipped us, and that's what happened out on the edge. And we started chipping them and all those type things. And going into the game, we really didn't feel like we would need to chip out there and things that we could get our back out in the route and all that. But they proved that they were longer, stronger. What we anticipated on watching film-wise, they got after us. We had some pressure. And the pressure that BYU gave us tonight was really probably the difference in the game as far as playing the game. They were all over us. Again, it wasn't necessarily a blitz fest. And so I think that affected us big time on third down. You know, where he talks about some of the things they did defensively right there. I, I think that went into what Arkansas did or did not do uh, all night long. I think that went into their thinking when it came to some of those fourth down decisions. In fact, Coach Pittman talked about that. We were very concerned about running the sneak because they were jumping bare. You know, they had the guards in the, in the center. And it's easy to say that you got a big quarterback and you can go get a first down. But if they're in bear and they're plugging A-gaps, you know, they basically would have five guys in there for your three. Anytime you lose, there's going to be plenty to second guess. And that's always the way it works. But Give BYU credit. It's hard to do, you know, when you didn't expect your team to lose and another team comes in and wins the ball game. That's, that's difficult to do. I do want to say this, though, about BYU. Um, I made this comment on the morning rush earlier today. When we went out to Provo last year, in my mind – I did not consider them to be a Power 5 program. I thought they were a good program. Don't get me wrong. They had had history. Football was important to them. But I didn't really think of them as a Power 5 program. I do now. I've seen them travel. Um, The way they traveled, the way they carried themselves, they were not intimidated at all. There were 76,000 people there at that game. BYU goes to a lot of different places. But they don't always play in front of 76,000 fans. In fact, when you look at what they're going to go through in the Big 12 this year, there aren't many venues where they're going to play before more people than what they played before Saturday night. I didn't think they were intimidated by the moment at all. I thought they traveled well. I don't know how many fans they had, but it was somewhere around 7,000, 8,000. looked almost like when you play Kentucky in basketball. At Bud Walton Arena, you always got a bunch of Kentucky people and you got smatterings of blue all over the arena, StubHub fans. You had a lot of StubHub fans wearing BYU blue at that ball game on Saturday night. And just the way they, 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 they traveled, the people they traveled with, the way they're, they're, they're people that were not directly involved in the football game, all their administrative people. Uh, They brought a television network with them. They've got their own TV network. They did a show, a live show, similar to SEC Nation, for example, 
Um, I was impressed by them. They came in, they won the game. And it's hard when you lose a game you expect to win uh, to tip your cap to the other guys. But they will be formidable in the Big 12. I'm not saying they're going to challenge for the Big 12 title this year. But over the long haul, they will be formidable uh, in terms of you know their participation, their contention uh, for championships. They'll be in the mix, and um, they are a, they are improving. And um, Arkansas has obviously got a lot of improvement to make, and and we'll talk about what's ahead coming up in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. First, though, I want to talk to those of you who are buying or selling a home. You hear me talk about White Realtors, the Griffin Company, a lot and how good my experience with them was. I'm not the only one. Two straight years now, they have been awarded Weikert's top franchise award. That's their Heisman Trophy. And they've won it two years in a row. And it's because they service their clients better than anybody else. If you buy or sell a home, a line of communication is important. A plan is important. An understanding of the market based on where you are is important too. And you're always going to find that at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. These are pros. These are the pros of pros, quite frankly. That was my experience with them. It was great. And I think that'll be your experience as well. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, servicing Missouri now out of an office in Branson. And you can always log on to WeikerGriffin.com. You know you're the best, Chuck. I'm just telling you. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize picks is a skill based, real money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they will go for more or less than their prize picks projection. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Find out all about it at prizepicks.com HTL and use code HTL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com HTL and use the code HTL for that first deposit match of up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. prizepicks.com, daily fantasy sports made easy. So where do we go from here? Arkansas has got a rough stretch ahead. It's going to be over a month before they're back at Donald W. Reynolds 
Razorback State. It's hard to lose any time, you know, especially because the crowd was so great and the hog walk was so great and the people were loud and we disappointed the home fans. They're all hard to lose, but I don't really look at it as a four-game stretch on the road and all that. I'm just LSU, as we all saw, played really well today and and we've got our work cut out for us, but we'll be ready to play when we go down there. But LSU next one at night, and obviously it's hard to go into Baton Rouge. I think one of the things he said in there was was key, and that's that you can't look at this as a four-game stretch. You know, as fans, you can look at it as a four-game stretch, but as a player or a coach, you can't. Um, anybody who's ever been in a hole or anybody who's ever been behind the eight ball, so to speak, knows that, you know, you didn't just get there overnight. You don't just get out of it overnight. Um, Arkansas's got some issues up front. And I think that we know that based on what we have seen so far. And when you are starting uh, two first-year starters at tackle and you've been hit by injuries and you're mixing and matching during the course of the ball game, it's going to be a process. To say that you are going to turn an inexperienced group of tackles into a seasoned group over the course of two or three days is not reasonable. It's not going to happen. You'll see him make some adjustments this week. You hear that term chip. You've heard Coach Pittman maybe use that term chip since the ball game ended. What that means is you've got to have somebody helping that tackle when they're rushing from the edge. I think that will be of particular importance this weekend. Uh, LSU's decided to to turn Harold Perkins loose. Remember him last year. He wore number 40 last year. I think he's wearing number four this year. But um, I don't know what they were doing early on, but they tried to move him inside and tried to get him to do some things that that maybe are outside of his, his wheelhouse. But they're turning him loose again. And he'll be off the edge a good bit in this ball game as he was in Fayetteville last year. He wrecked the game last year in Fayetteville. Ruined the whole thing for the Razorbacks. So you'll see guys stay in. You'll see running backs. You'll see more help from tight ends. The long and short of it is they're not going to be able to block him or a lot of other edge guys with just one. Be nice if you could do that. In a perfect world, you can. But I got news for you. There's a lot of these guys in this league that nobody's going to be blocking with one. And Arkansas is going to have to do what they have to do to protect their quarterback. And um, I suspect that you'll see a different approach in the way they protect this week as opposed to the way they protected this past week. I do think when they do that, if they do that, that that will clean up some of the holds. I think a lot of the holding penalties Saturday night were desperation, were desperation holds. They were whipped. They were beat. There was nobody there to help. Their quarterback was about to get crushed, so they held. And they got caught. Uh, Most of them were blatant. Now, they missed some on the other side, but the ones they called on Arkansas were legit. I do think, um, as you change your approach, if you've got help for those guys off the edge particularly, um, some of that will go away. I'm not saying all of it, but some of it will. Uh, It's not going to happen automatically, and there's going to have to be a better approach in terms of penalties. And, um, you know, that'll kill you. We've seen it, and other teams experience it as well. Long story short, it was a bad weekend. And there are going to be tougher teams out there, and Arkansas is going to have to play a lot better than they did Saturday night. 
But here's the thing. They're still going to play nine more games, minimum. And nobody's going to have any sympathy for you. Fans have the luxury of writing off a season. Fans have the luxury of saying, when does basketball start? Football players and football coaches don't have that luxury. Um, You better not let the loss to Brigham Young beat you twice. You're going to be facing a formidable enough opponent Saturday uh, without uh, the lingering effects from BYU. It's hard to say, hard to accept. Got to flush it, got to go on. Bigger and better opponents coming up. Well, how'd you do this weekend at the Bet Saracen app? I know a lot of you probably had some wagers down, and it was uh, it's kind of a crazy weekend in college football, and it looks like it might be that way moving forward. Whatever your story, though, if you like to make wagers on Razorbacks, former Razorbacks, just the game you're watching, there's always something to make it fun at the Bet Saracen app. It's Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. They like to say it's Vegas, Arkansas style, and I got to agree with them. Uh, you know, it's not just the point spreads. It's not just, you know, the, the the typical ways that you might wager on a game. There are all sorts of exotic bets, all sorts of parlays, plenty of ways for you to get in on the action. If you've not downloaded the Bet Saracen app, you need to do so. They've got a how-to-play video. It is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. All right, that's enough for today. There's plenty of other college football, and I know people are paying attention. NFL's hitting a groove right now. Cowboys are 2-0, and looking good. Monday night football coming up tonight. We'll watch it all as we move through the week. Hogs returning to work. LSU Saturday night. We'll take a closer look when we're back around on Wednesday. Until then, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.